Welcome to Think Again, a podcast by Macquarie Asset Management, providing financial advisors with a fresh perspective and innovative insights designed to keep you and your clients a step ahead. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Denise St. Ivany. Today, I'm joined once again by Senior Portfolio Manager Brad Klapmeyer from the Growth Equities team here at Macquarie Asset Management. Oh, hey, Denise. I'm glad to be back. Well, we know it's been a challenging time for equity markets. What's your take on where we are and where is the market heading? Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. There, there definitely is a lot of uh, volatility and a lot of challenges in the market. So, you know, where are we and where are we going? I, I mean, I think just a punchline, we're, we're full of optimism. And I know that's not <laughs> really where everybody's grounded right now, but generally when you're when you're looking at making long-term investments a volatile market is extremely ripe for for uh stock picking and generating significant value over a long-term uh horizon so that that dislocation that comes with volatile environments we think is is a pretty favorable thing and there's two things inside of that i would mention number one is just quality investing we talk about it a lot because it's it's kind of what we believe in and where we think we can generate long-term um, excess returns, and it's an all-weather strategy. So um, we think that's a positive, but it does particularly well in periods of economic uncertainty. Um, so when when outlooks get a little squishy, when when people start worrying about corporate profits and uh, the impacts of fiscal and and monetary tightening, um, the companies that that have the best business models have those competitive moats, and and in reality can maintain some level of sales and earnings growth, those are the companies where investors typically pay a premium for um, during these environments. So, you know, we can zoom we can zoom out back to the broad macro risk, but I would say zoom in and really be more um, um, use more discretion in the names that that investors are selecting right now. The second piece that I think, you know, what we're excited about in the market and sort of the go for it is just we're, you know, kind of excited about active management, if that's okay to say. The low real interest rate environment that is uh, perpetuated for a long time has driven high stock correlations, which I think everybody is feeling feels like that's the case where things just kind of move up and down together. And over the last decade, they've generally moved up together. Um, you know, we think we're moving into a different regime that things have changed. And we believe that the regime change for the market will will highlight this idea of high quality selection. So um, what, what we think will really happen is there'll be more false positives. Like people will be tricked more in an environment. Mistakes will be more dramatic. Mistakes will be more costly. And, you know, we think in that environment um, uh, that's filled with more flame outs that, that companies will have to actually earn their stripes instead of just letting free money and uh, access to free money kind of create a bunch of zombies companies. So you know, we're we're kind of excited about some of the changes that we know some people are fearful for, but we think it will ultimately turn out really good for, for people who are using um, good stock fundamentals as their waypoint for investing. With that in mind, can you explain how you view the difference between high quality growth and low volatility strategies? Yeah, that's, I mean, I think they kind of get bucketed together quite often. And, you know, we we actually have a favorable view on on low volatility strategies we think um that that i mean the empirical evidence is very clear that if you if you take a low vol strategy that you can generate really significant returns with a with a, a lower risk profile 
And I think what's interesting is that if you look at successful high quality growth strategies, they do um, and should uh, employ such strategies as part of their investment philosophy. So whether you can name it whatever you want, you can name it low vol, you can name it stability, you can name it low variability. You know, those are things that as a high quality investor, we should be looking at that sort of stability of revenue growth. Is revenue growth consistent over time? Is earnings growth consistent over time? Those are key factors that I think are instrumental um, uh, to look at in terms of selecting selecting quality companies. So we think that's a very reasonable strategy and they're similar, but we don't think it's sufficient. The, the low vol strategies tell you nothing about the quality of a business, except for there is low volatility um, in some of the components of that business, but they don't tell you about the economic mode. They don't tell you about the competitive advantages of that business. And you know there are times where it's gonna push you as an investor into a lot of utilities, it will push you into consumer staples, and then it'll push you into healthcare, and then it'll change that up, and it'll push you into financials. So it's not really following business fundamentals, it's just following low vol. And we think uh, it's a fine strategy, but I think if you if you step back and you look at the actual evidence, um, a high quality growth manager can be uh, a low vol index um, and also do it in a very risk controlled manner. So they're they're both good. We'd say one is advantageous if you incorporate growth into the equation. Well, what about artificial intelligence? It's certainly been a hot topic recently. Can you share your thoughts on this new breakthrough innovation like AI and how does that impact your evaluations? Yeah, def definitely a hot topic. Um, definitely a lot of discussion going on uh, about what, what the impacts both good and bad are from the changes in AI and also the development of uh, open AI and these large language models. The, I guess the, the first thing I would say is just a word of caution. In these periods where these technologies seem to emerge really quickly and there's a lot of investor excitement, that that is a, uh, just a lot of emotion um, that's propelling stocks. And if you look at um, um, investment strategies, you know, the high quality strategy, typically we try to step away from uh, working emotion into the equation. We feel like if you're investing a lot of on, on emotion, you tend to follow trends, whether that's price momentum, whether that's earnings or revenue momentum. And again, if you're investing on that emotion around something that feels so exciting and feels like you have to participate in it because the market's carrying it forward, but you're not talking about uh, business quality, then you're likely to end up in a situation that that will get you into um, material downside risk. That's not a place where any investor wants to land. So yes, it, there's a lot of excitement around it. There's a lot of emotion, but I would say take this take this year, you know, maybe two years, and just let curiosity take over. Learn about. Um, uh, AI as much as possible, learn about things that could potentially disruptive, be disruptive, um, whether that's in, in you know, companies like Adobe that do photo editing, that's one that gets the most uh, discussion out there. But it also can be an enabler for significant productivity improvements. So while, while there's a view that it may disrupt a lot of companies, there may be the truth that a lot of companies will see massive productivity gains maybe innovation of all those companies that were worried about being disrupted, the innovation just skyrockets and they end up defending their turf to a level that that we didn't think of before. So 
I think it's way too early to really have confidence in the ramifications of what comes from um, from this 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 progress in AI. Um, but it's definitely worth uh, an investor keeping keeping track of and learning about. I think that would be important. Very good advice. Well, what about leaving us with one final thought? What would you want us to walk away with remembering about this market? Yeah, thanks, Denise. Maybe just to just to kind of give a view. I think there's a lot of excitement about where we're going into the middle of the year and into the back half of the year um, in terms of the Fed potentially um, uh, finishing its uh, tightening cycle and moving into a more uh, neutral policy stance or even a, a more accommodative policy stance. And what I would just caution as we kind of make that transition, and I think we've seen it very early in the year, you know, started with a very massive beta rally to start this year. And it's kind of ebbed a little bit as people realize it's not just that easy to come off these, these tightening cycles. What I would, what I would advise is just as we go into the middle of the year, into the back half of the year, just be advised that these, these tightening cycles tend to take time to play through. Meaning that even if we get a Fed pivot, meaning that the Fed moves to a more accommodative policy or starts to lower rates, that that doesn't necessarily indicate a green light for for stocks and um, in stocks broadly. I think there'll be some pockets that definitely work. And why that's the case is we we typically see that the the Fed policy impact typically takes about twelve to eighteen months to kind of cycle through. So middle of year into the back half of the year, we'll really start seeing those impacts. So just as I was saying with AI, take the time to be patient. You know, don't let stocks down 50 to 60% from your highs be your indicator that those are ripe for investment. You know, use that quality waypoint as the real signal of, of long-term investing. So I'm just, just urging caution that it may get a little bumpy as we move into the middle of the year. Um, watch out for emotion that we're we're finally finishing the cycle and moving into the next cycle. I just don't think that's going to be the case. And I think it's going to be a little bit trickier as we move into the back half. Well, Brad, thanks very much for joining us today. Uh, maybe this is a little too punny, but we always have a high quality conversation when you're on the show. So thanks again for being here. Yeah, thanks, Denise. I think it's a high quality conversation as well. I appreciate it. Well, remember, you can get more insights from our investment team on our website. Just visit DelawareFunds.com to learn more. And of course, please join us next time as we discuss another topic for investors to consider. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for more information on topics from this episode. And be sure to subscribe to Think Again wherever you get your podcasts. This recording is intended for financial professionals and institutional investors only. This is not intended for use with the general public. The views expressed in this podcast represent those of the speaker and are subject to change. Nothing presented should be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell any security or follow any investment technique or strategy and does not constitute advice, advertisement, an invitation, a confirmation, an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity, or an offer of any banking or financial service. Investing involves risk including the possible loss of principal. All examples herein are for illustrative purposes only, and there can be no assurance that any particular investment objective will be realized or any investment strategy seeking to achieve such objective will be successful. Past performance is not a reliable indication of future performance. Before acting on any information, 
consider the appropriateness of it with regard to your particular objectives, financial situation, and needs, and seek advice. No representation or warranty, expressed or implied, is made as to the accuracy of completeness of the information, opinions, and conclusions presented. In preparing this recording, reliance has been placed without independent verification on the accuracy and completeness of all information available from external sources. Macquarie Asset Management is the Asset Management Division of Macquarie Group. Macquarie Asset Management is a full-service asset manager offering a diverse range of products across public and private markets, including fixed income, equities, multi-asset solutions, private credit, infrastructure, renewables, natural assets, real estate, and asset finance. The public investment business is a part of Macquarie Asset Management and includes investment products and advisory services distributed and offered by and referred through affiliates, which include Delaware Distributors, LP, a registered broker slash dealer and member of the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, and Macquarie Investment Management Business Trust, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services are provided by a series of MIMBT. Macquarie Group refers to Macquarie Group Limited and its subsidiaries and affiliates worldwide. Delaware Funds by Macquarie refers to certain investment solutions that Macquarie Asset Management Public Investment distributes, offers, refers, or advises. Other than the Macquarie Bank Limited, any Macquarie Group entity noted in this podcast is not an authorized deposit-taking institution for the purposes of the Banking Act 1959. The obligations of these other Macquarie Group entities do not represent deposits or other liabilities of Macquarie Bank. Macquarie Bank does not guarantee or otherwise provide assurance in respect of the obligations of these Macquarie Group entities. In addition, if this podcast relates to an investment, the investor is subject to investment risk, including possible delays in repayment and loss of income and principal invested, and none of the Macquarie Bank or any other Macquarie Group entity guarantees any particular rate of return on or the performance of the investment, nor do they guarantee repayment of capital in respect of the investment.